It's not about programming, but about promoting the building of your people. If you want an effective team, then you need to do the hard work, but you don't have to worry if you can do these five simple things. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what's up, podcast? Great to have you. Good morning, good evening, good day, wherever that this podcast finds you. Thank you so much for subscribing to the Worship Team Training Podcast. I'm Brandon Dempsey, and it's so good to have you. All of our university members that are watching us by video right now and our worship leaders, pastors, musicians, tech, vocalists that are listening to us by iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, everywhere else that you find this broadcast Thank you so much for uploading us into your playlist. What is up? So welcome. And please submit your email to worshipteentraining.com. Our daily, well, actually, no, not our daily. Our daily content is up on our socials, but our weekly newsletter comes to you every Monday morning at what we call our Monday Morning Digest. First-time guests will get a devotional written by yours truly. All you need to do is go to worshipteentraining.com. Email address, you're in, you're good. Let's get right to it. Welcome to today's topic, how to hypergrow your people more than your music. So what does that mean? As we jump into today's topic, we're going to be discussing the five things that are simple enough for you to follow to help hypergrow your team. Uh, look out for our upcoming Monday broadcast, Everyone Loves a Quitter, and Why People Do Not Want to Join Your Worship Team. You don't want to miss those coming up soon. Also, don't miss this Thursday training events. We have Travis Doucette that's coming on the program. You'll see him talking about the leading of worship and also the engagement factor. Next Thursday, you'll find Noreen Olson that will also be on the program. So that is going to be a lot of fun. Be sure to catch up on all of our events and check our content out at wttu.co slash events. So let's get right to it. How do you hypergrow your people? How do you hypergrow your people beyond your music? Now, the reason why I chose this topic is because a lot of you have been emailing us. You've been stressing the importance of development with your team. And there's been a lot of talk about relationships. And I really believe that relationships is the foundation of multiple things. Number one, our love, our affection, our devotion, our receiving acceptance, forgiveness by God. That is founded on his relationship to us through Jesus Christ. Relationships within our ministry, we build on the foundation of Christ. The music and art that we produce in our church beyond outside the walls of our church is based on the relationships of those who partake in that uh, leading or observing of art or being led in worship. So all these things are relationally intertwined. And so as I thought more about this, we're also getting questions about, well, about my team. You know, what can I do to help grow my team? If it's uh, practically, if it's spiritually, if it's developmentally, skillfully, all these things. And, you know, I, I always come back to the relationship side. Now, for those of you who followed us here, our, our worship team training university members and leaders, guys who've taken our workshops, you know full well that it's about relationships is what I always stress because it's the truth. And building our personality um, by becoming more self-aware, um, emotionally intelligent and connected with what's around us and who's around us, I believe makes a huge difference in the way that we lead ministry. So you may be listening, worship leader or team member, and thinking, yeah, but Brandon, I'm just on my team. 
I just do music every week. I'm not a people person or I'm not good at ABC. Think about it this way. You don't need to be anything other than what God's created you to be. But there are some skills that you have that need to be strengthened. And even to the most person who's not the most sociable person, still God calls us to be relational. And you can do that in the strengths and weaknesses that you already have. So I'm going to address that today. These five simple things. Let's get right to it. Number one, value. What does that mean? Value them. And I have uh, some scripture verses that go along with this. But value them, meaning your people, not by words, but by actions. It's very easy for us, like we're going down the hallway of the worship center or church. Hi, how you doing? And sometimes that's as far as it goes. But when's the last time that you actually have taken time with somebody beyond the how you doing? But it goes more into the, hey, I want to be with you here. I want to know you more. I want to, even in your rehearsals, speaking with your guitar player, hey, I want to know what's the cool riff that you've been working on or the job that we've been praying for, those kind of things. But it's your actions that speak louder, of course, than words. We all know that cliche, but it's very true. People will know you by your actions. Uh, Philippians 2.3 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Again, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. And then another version, another version says this, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. So worship leader, as you're getting things ready for rehearsal for Sunday morning, team member, be less concerned about the things you care about. Be more concerned about the things that others care about. When you're preparing for your music, it's not about the set. It's not about everybody showing up who's supposed to be there. And those that aren't there, you get mad, you get put off because they didn't hit the accept button on Planning Center or anything like that. It's not about you. And the way that you value people needs to go beyond that. Think about the people that you lead in your volunteers. The reality is, is that the number of volunteers that you have is less important. What is more important is the heart within those volunteers. And the only reason why those volunteers are there on your team or in your ministry is because of you. And here's the other consequence side. The other reason why people are not there is because of you. So God gives us the ability to work on both things, our strengths and our weaknesses. Where can you show value in other people where you celebrate and give them the credit other than yourself? If you were so hung up on why people are not joining your ministry or why so-and-so is not doing what they're supposed to do, why not get with them personally? Because by you demanding and expecting, that's not what people want. People want actions of love. They want to have encouragement. They want to receive a welcoming and inviting and warm spirit. I would rather hug on my team members when they come in to know about their day versus being concerned of how much music they they practiced, honestly. Now, yes, I demand excellence as a as a standard in our ministry, and we do have criteria within our worship ministry at our church that we say, yes, this is the bar. This is what we are to do. Uh, these are the things that we are to get down and practice before we show up. But it's also a guide. It's not a God. Because when you think about it, if you are frustrating your team members or they're frustrated, 
then the bar doesn't matter anymore because what matters most is your relationship. So that's why, again, I say value by action. Number two, time. This feeds right into each other. Okay, Time is the second one. Spend time with them no matter how much time it may cost you. So again, the illustration. People come into the door. You're going down the hallway. Hi, how you doing? It's the time that you spend. Stop being so busy. Stop. I mean, I, I'm convicted by that as well. My team members know at my church that, yeah, I get wrapped up into what I'm doing also. Things are going on in my brain. I know we got to put on a worship service. There's all these multitasks that you have to do. It's incredible, especially for the, the worship leader, pastor, senior pastor who's preaching. You have all these things going on in your mind. But yet there comes a time where I have guys on my team that just say, hey, Brandon, you know, we we need to pull back and do this. We need to go shake hands. You know, it comes in my mind. Hey, it's like God puts on my spirit. Hey, Brandon, you need to listen. Brandon, you need to spend more time. It's it's the time that you spend with people. And the, the most ministry that happens is actually outside the worship service. Well, well, how can you say that, Brandon? Well, because it's not about the music time, the worship time in the service. It's about the time that you spend with your people off stage. It's the time that you spend with them as they come to worship, before they come to worship, after worship. And think about this, the time that you spend with people that are in community. Now, just an awesome example, one of our vocalists, worship team members, I'm just so elated and proud of her. She said to me the other day, Brandon, I was in the grocery store and there was someone who asked me about, they, they saw that I had a medical condition. They asked me about it, and then I related to them. It turned out that they had a medical condition that was similar, and I asked if I can pray with this grocery worker. And the grocery worker said yes, and so they prayed right there in the produce section. Everyone's walking around them. My worship team member is just on cloud nine knowing that God is working through her. They prayed the prayer. And the, the gentleman was just so excited about how somebody took time to pray outside of church. Why is it that we always think that ministry can only happen within the four walls? God has called you to lead worship no matter where you go. It's all about relationships. So again, time. 1 Corinthians 16, 16 says to submit to such as these and to every fellow worker and laborer. 17, I'm glad that Stephanus Fortunatus, sorry, I'm getting it wrong, um, Achiacus, uh, have arrived because they have supplied what was lacking from you. When's the last time that you supplied someone else that you saw that was lacking or they admitted that was lacking or they stressed the importance of what was lacking? When was the last time that you helped supply their needs? And this is what Paul was addressing to those who were ministering to the the fellow workers and laborers in the gospel at that time. Paul was saying, thank you. Paul was, if you read, um, actually with every um, entry and exit of the letters of the epistles, Paul's always addressing about those who've cared for him and those who need to be cared for, and also thanksgiving and praise. So that's what it's about when we spend time with people as, as much as how we pray for people as well. Number three, stretch. That's right. You heard it. Stretch. What does that mean? Instead of complaining about them, in other words, your your worship team, your ministry, instead of complaining about them, stretch and grow them. Give them material and share content. 
So just like this, this very podcast that you're listening to, um, all the articles and videos that we have on Worship Team Training University, our workshops that we do, you know, you're listening to this resource. Share this resource with a friend. I've always said at the very end of the podcast because it's that important to me because I believe it's that important to you. But my point about stretching is instead of complaining about the one guitar player, the vocalist, the drummer, the audio tech, whatever, instead of complaining about what they do, why not be an, uh, uh, an aid to them to help them in what they do? So if they're getting the chords wrong, if they're missing the notes, if they're not tuning in and focusing on the mix – why not go to them and help them? Because the only reason why you're frustrated as a leader is because of your inability to do so to jump in and help. That's just bottom line. So it's about getting with the guitar player and say, hey, you know, can we spend some time after rehearsal and work out those chords or that transition? Um, you know, getting with the sound engineer and just say, hey, can we talk about the mix real quick before we begin rehearsal or, you know, before Sunday service? You know, and, and it's the way that you address them. And maybe that's the issue. Maybe that, you know, we don't know how to approach these people. So an example, I tell – this is how I address things with my sound engineer or musicians. I come to them with a question and say, hey, I, I've noticed this, um, and we like to achieve that. What is the best way that I can help you to get from A to B? Or, hey, can you tell me what's going on? I, I know we're trying to get this song down, and um, I, I just want to help you. So can you tell me what, what are some things I can help you with in that transition from the chorus to the bridge? Little things like that go a long way because what you're doing is you're inserting time. You're sharing your knowledge. You're help stretching them and grow them with content, and you're coming alongside them as a mentor to say, hey, I want to help you with this. Rather than, hey, you're doing this. I mean, don't you see the difference? It's like, you know, here's the deal. Um, well, I was at a workshop in Virginia, and the worship leader stopped me in the middle. And um, Eric, if you're listening to this, awesome you, love you. <laughs> but Eric turned to me and said, hey, Brandon, I really like the way that you address each worship team member as opposed to, like, complaining as what other worship leaders do and i stopped for a second and i checked myself and i'm like thinking wow did i really do that because for me i started this kind of a a way of guiding worship team members and learning how to get the best out of people for a long time and it took me years i've, I've been leading worship now over 20 years and most of you know worship team training we've been around for about 15 years and in doing this kind of work, you know, I've learned through relationships of what not to do. And I've learned from other leaders by watching them what not to do, saying things like, oh, don't sing that. Oh, that sounds terrible. Oh, band, you need to do that again. That was CRAP, whatever that it was, you know. And I thought, wow, you know, I, I've had leaders that talk, with, talk to me that way. When I was a guitar player, when I was just a drummer, I was the keyboard player, a vocalist, I remember other worship leaders saying that to me, and I remembered how that felt. You know, when you spend your time with people, when you gaze them, you're not valuing them when you speak to them with those kind of phrases or words. Or if you're just even passive and, and, and you neglect them, it's the same thing. If you see a mistake and you're, you don't say anything, you're, you're still doing a disservice because you're not helping them. The same way of saying something derogatory, you're not helping them either. So I flipped that thought around because I remember the great worship leaders and pastors who have helped me 
at Maranatha Music, at Integrity Music, when I studied under them, it was more the, hey, Brandon, can you um, maybe look at that part a little bit more carefully? Can you try to get the chord this way? Um, have you thought about singing it in, in this key instead? You know, it was more of a constructive way of thinking as opposed to a, a destructive way of announcing. There's a big difference. So you ought to try that at your rehearsal one time and, and just strike them with kindness. And you can even say things like, hey, you know what, that drum groove, that was great. Um, instead of you hitting the snare on every two and four, can you, try, can you just try hitting it on this one count instead? Or instead of crashing it with that symbol, it's great, but can you try a lower dynamic? You know, the, the other half of it, too, is learning your, music, learning your musicality and your vocabulary. And if you're weak in that, hey, great. Um, then those, those are some things that you need to discover more. We offer that here at the university, learning more about the drum kit. Learning more about what vocals do if you're not a vocalist. Learning more about what guitar and keyboards do if you're a sound engineer and maybe you don't understand that stuff. You know, we offer a lot of good tools because we believe in equipping and stretching. Moving on um, with scripture verse, Proverbs 22, 29. Do you see a man skillful in his work? Will he stand before kings? He will not stand before obscure men. So if you have skillful people in your team, you need to up the ante yourself and becoming skillful because otherwise they're not going to be serving us if we run around obscure, bottom line. Number four, surround. Okay, this is where it gets a little stepping on the toes, all right? Surround yourself with people who are better than you. That's right. You don't need to be the expert, worship leader, team member. You don't need to be the one in the room that knows all the answers, this is the most debilitating thing that I see in worship leaders because they come back and they say, yeah, but Brandon, I don't know what I want, so I, I'm having trouble with understanding my people and what they need. And what I find is, is that because the leader is too busy trying to know it all, and when you don't know it all, you hit a brick wall, you become inferior, your insecurities raise up, and you're thinking, well, great, crap, I can't do this. So instead of thinking that way, it's better for you to humble yourself, to accept the things that you don't know and you can't change, to honor the fact that maybe you know less because really you do. I think of it this way. We don't know any, we don't know any more than a person or any less than a person of other people's skill. We don't know any more. We don't know any less. We're right there where we are. So... I learned from a very long time ago that when you surround yourself people that are better than you, you're only making that ministry better. It doesn't because the deal is, guys, it doesn't come from you. It doesn't start with you. It's not about you. It's about your people. You're building your ministry on the foundation of Christ, which involves relationships, as I opened up this broadcast before, and that intertwines with people, with relationships. So if you are to know everybody else, then how can the other be so? Right? So invest time in learning about what your people can do and let people be good at what they're good at. Put people in places of what they do best. Don't put somebody, don't put somebody who is not as skilled and expect them to grow. It's only going to frustrate them. Don't put the well-skilled drummer to go back and be behind the board to mix your sound. It's, it's not going to work well. Don't give your guitar player a part that's beyond their capability. Don't give a singer a song that's out of their range or even worse, the congregation's range. You're only going to frustrate people. So, Brandon, well, what do I do? 
bring somebody in from the outside. Bring a drummer from another church to show the other drummers in your team what angle that they have on things. Bring another outside sound engineer. Bring a worship leader to your church and just kind of get their evaluation. You can bring me to your church. We do weekend workshops. But the whole point is that you want to have people that are better than you. And also the people that you have that are better than you are also in your own team. I mean, don't neglect a guitar player who actually may know more about music theory than you do. Don't neglect the vocalist who may understand vocal capabilities and maintenance and warm-ups and all the intricacies of leading a song. Don't neglect their skills when they could be actually warming up, practicing, rehearsing with your vocal team, and being the vocal coach of your ministry. Have you thought about that? There are undiscovered treasures and gifts within your team that you already have so instead of you demanding out of others and and expecting them to be there and you know struggling about who's going to show up invest in the people that you already have get to know them spend time with them call them email them meet them face to face and say hey what do you like doing hey what is going on in your world hey how can i best support you and hey let me understand what are your struggles because when you begin to understand more about the people, then you you discover the treasure of who they are. You discover what they're good at, what they're not good at, what they're uncomfortable with. Those things are okay. Just because somebody doesn't want to serve in the area of your ministry doesn't mean that they don't like being there at your church or they don't like being in your ministry or they don't maybe have a close relationship with Jesus or they're less holier than you. None of that matters. What matters is about the people. And this is what gets me fired up because I myself, I've been neglected. When I started out leading worship, I had people that said, Brandon, you ought to just leave ministry right now. And yet they don't even know me or they did not even know about my family or they did not know about the things that I was going through. And yet they made unself, they made selfish demands out of me, just like what Jesus said to the uh, Sadducees. You put these burdens on other people's backs that you're unwilling to bear yourself. And so I say, friends, Invest, learn, know your people. The Psalms, Proverbs tells us to know the condition of your flock. That is so important because when I understand that Mary, who plays keyboard, maybe she's a classically trained pianist, but it's because she knows what she's doing, she can mentor the youth in our youth department. Larry, who plays bass guitar, maybe, no, he's not a great singer, but he's a fantastic bass player. What can he give to other people around the group? Maybe he is the music director of the whole team. Maybe the very person that you're arguing with or you feel who's arguing against you within your rehearsals and you're saying, no, you ought to do it this way. No, you ought to do, you know, try to do the song this way instead or in this key or this chord. Maybe it's because they can be the music director of what you do instead of you trying to hone it all. Let somebody else call the shot. It's so much easier just to say, hey, you know what, Larry? How about you just take on the rehearsal this Wednesday and let me see what you can do. Can you be vulnerable enough to let your guard down and let somebody else be better than you? Moving on. I know, like I said, I'm stepping on toes. I, I totally get it. Proverbs 9.9 9 says, instruct the wise and they will, be, they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning Number five, here's the big, big, big number five, words. Remind rather than instruct. That goes back to the worship leader saying to me, hey, Brandon, I love the way that you handle the correction instead of the announcing the uh, 
the conviction. Instead of you saying, hey, I don't like what you're doing. Turn it around. Say, hey, remember what we did last week? I love the way that you played this one section. Can you do that again? Always compliment a person first before you bring a critique. Always say things like, hey, I really like the way this happened over here. Can you try it this way too just to kind of change it up? It's your way that you interact with people. That's the, that's the frustration that you have. The frustration that you have is because you don't know how to communicate. You don't know how to get the best of people. You don't know how to get past your own insecurities. So this is the perfect way to learn that. Remind rather than instruct. Handle your words with truth and affirm your people publicly. Publicly. That means, Larry, the bass player, let the people in your team know, hey, guys, I just want to say a big shout out and thanks to Larry. Larry knows his music theory and I just, you know, he gives a lot of awesome ideas. So let's let's let Larry take a stab at this song and see what he can do. Larry, come on up. And just you'd be surprised how much a little clap goes a long way. You know, publicly thank your audio tech at the end of the worship service. Hey guys, you know, before we leave, just want to give a big thanks to our audio and tech team in the back who do the hard work that no one sees. You would be amazed how far things like that go with people and then when you see your audio tech they're going to be like hey thanks for that 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 really meant a lot give recognition to people who don't receive the recognition or the people who are not visibly up front thank the people behind the scenes your words publicly affirm your pastor hey guys I just want to say thank you to our pastor and announce it pastor I love the way that you lead worship Pastor, thank you for leading us in the Word today. You know, little things like that, even within your own rehearsal. Back up your pastor. Hey, you know what? Pastor was saying this in, in, in the last sermon. I really feel like as we focus on a rehearsal, we need ourselves to be thinking about those truths. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful, building of others according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Think about the other people's needs because the benefit is others who listen. Hey friends, before we conclude with this podcast message, I want to let you know that it also comes from a brand new ebook that I've released called Joy. And it's about the joy in worship. Get it with a membership when you join WTTU.co. And also just ask you, you know, do you agree with this podcast? Disagree? Have I opened your eyes to something? Uh, let us know. Let me know. You can find us on our socials, Twitter at WorshipTT, Instagram at WorshipTeenTraining. Even better, email me. Brandon at worshipteentraining.com. And if you find these podcasts helpful, why not have this kind of spiritual development and practical music training for skill development that comes right to your church in a Friday and Saturday workshop? Visit worshipteentraining.com slash workshops and learn, learn what it means to have an intuitive and fun, creative way to step up the skills and heart of your worship team. Best of all, we come to you. Check out worshipteentraining.com slash workshops. Also, be sure to sign up for our newsletter at worshipteentraining.com. Get the free book when you become a member, also at wttu.co. Now let's return to the conclusion of our podcast. Above all, understand 
that your ministry is dependent upon God as you grow the people in your ministry and not your program. It was said to me a long time ago, Brandon, ministry is built upon people, not programs. That has stuck with me for the past 20 years as I've been leading worship. It's built upon people, not your programs. If you're so hung up on the drum loop, you're missing the life loop of people. Get into other people's game instead of your own. Don't don't consequence your people. Love who they are. Instead of getting mad or frustrated about yourself or others, take the time to learn and and allow it to be God's opportunity to teach you something. I have to stop every time when someone stops me with a critique or a comment or another way of doing things, good or bad. I have to look, I have to stop myself and look at it and go, okay, God, what can I learn from this experience? Because this is an opportunity for what? For me to better myself and for me to better the group. And if Larry has a better idea in rehearsal, I need to go with it instead of, you know, exalting my pride and me wanting to do it my way. Forget that. Because you know what? When you lead worship, that actually comes out too. But it's, you know, I love when I lead worship, I love taking a step back and smiling and watching my other worship leaders shine. When's the last time that you've done that, that you've taken a step back from the microphone, turned around and looked at your drummer and just laughed, you know, or, and I don't mean laughed at what they did or that they missed the wrong beat. Sorry, John. Yeah, but looking at your guitar player and smiling and just, and just taking it in for a moment and just say, Wow. Look at what God is doing. Try that. Try that. Just embracing your people, even especially the people that you lead in worship, and just looking at them and going, wow, look at what God is doing. Isn't that so cool? That will change your perspective forever. And my friends, I hope it does. And to wrap things up, You want to be reminded about people using positive words that build from the rehearsal to the parking lot. Use a listening ear that builds. See God in the reality of what he's doing in your ministry right now. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you've given us this opportunity to come close to you and to uh, have you speak into our hearts and to help us to listen. Help us just to stop. Help us to think about what you're doing versus us. Help us to invite the people in our lives to become more of a bond in our lives. Help us to embrace that and learn to be vulnerable and open. Because out of that, we see the treasuries of Jesus. Father, thank you that in your word, as I'm praying and as I'm reading right here, I'm turning to John 13, 34 that says, A new command I give to you, Jesus says, Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Jesus, teach us to love one another as you loved us. We thank you and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here on the broadcast and this podcast. Thank you so much. And I um, 
ask you humbly, would you leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever else that you find us? Better yet, please share this broadcast with a friend. Look out for our events at WTTU slash events. Again, WTTU.co slash events. And find out what's coming. Uh, Become a member. Uh, We thank you guys for being here on the podcast. And we look forward to seeing you back next Monday for another awesome episode. Don't miss it. Uh, Why people do not want to join your worship team. Love you, and we'll see you soon. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.